Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Denver Boulder. The Nuggets. The Avalanche. And all Denver sports. Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Mosier, Lombardi, and Kane. Presented by Barstool Sportsbook and Ameristar Casino Blackhawk. All right, we get a winner of our Nuggets and Bulls tickets. It goes to Nicholas. Uh, the contest was, what did Scotty Barnes say to Scott Foster to get ejected from the Nuggets game? Because nobody really knows. And Nicholas said, so Scott, the Bear and I were in Italy last year, and that was it. He got the boot. <laughs> Much like we do on this That's show. So good. Hold on a second. It's so good. That, that is the best response ever. So good. Hold on a second. So Nicholas texted in, made fun of me, yep. and therefore you guys awarded him yep. a reward of Nuggets and Bulls yep. tickets. Correct. Yeah. Hey, Nicholas. Well, he can uh, make that noise at the Nuggets and Bulls game coming up here. Now, uh, I want to get back to the Avs in a bit, but you know what? We just watched Kendrick Perkins and J.J. Reddick go at each other, and here's what you guys might have missed. So it's we- pretty heavy duty, man. It, it was more than just, to me, that was more than just creating drama on a TV show. That no, I, JJ was mad. I, felt personal. I, oh, I need I need to add something else. And, and and again, this is where I hope we as human beings and attempting to learn new things every day and learn where we are and who we are. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. And I want you to answer truthfully. If JJ Reddick had taken Kendrick Perkins' argument, flipped it, and made those allegations the other way around, is JJ Reddick on the air right now working? Nope. Where is he? Uh, unemployed, probably. He's fired on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you guys missed this part, which if you tuned in to us uh, watching television during our radio show, mm-hmm. what you might have missed during the break is JJ's initial response. Marty, we have that queued up and ready to go. Go ahead. Were uh, favored to win the MVP because they're white. Um, first of all, you stop short at 1990. That was your cutoff point for players to win MVP not in the top 10 in points per game, which is a stupid stat to judge MVP on. This isn't middle school. 1990, Magic won it. In 89, Magic won it. 87, Magic won it. 87, he was 10th. Mm-hmm. 89, he was 15th. 90, he was 18th. Okay. Okay? We, we okay. judge MVP year to year. 
You also said the criteria or the goalpost change year to year for certain players. No, it doesn't. It, we it vote do. on the MVP. It hold do. on. Hold on. It we do. vote on the MVP hold based on, on that season. We vote on the MVP based on that season. It is a regular season award. Previous playoff runs have nothing to do with it. It's a regular season award for the most valuable player. And we can measure that, Perk. So maybe voters have gotten smarter. I want to talk about Dirk and Nashville. Yeah, so that was just a piece of it here. But again, the... He's right about one thing, and J.J. said this a little bit later. The inventing of narratives is maybe the biggest problem in this. If this was an actual close race, you wouldn't have to go to things like this. If this was, if that straw poll came out with Tim Bontemps Moj and it came out 51 first place votes for Jokic and 49 for Embiid, Perkins is not saying any of this stuff. I think a huge part of this is they have to create some sort of reason or controversy surrounding the MVP and why Jokic is a runaway favorite for the third consecutive year. And so if you don't have stats to back things up, if you don't have things that you can point to to say, here's the data, let's analyze this. Well, he has more points, but he has less rebounds. He has more assists, you know, whatever the numbers are. Well, then let's go to something that is unprovable data-wise that you can't, in a quantitative sense, say, well, here's the issue. Embiid does this better. Giannis does this better. You can't go there because Jokic is pretty much tops in every category outside of just points, which if... Perkins stayed there, and he goes, I think it should go to the guy who scores the most Hold points. On. Fine. How How is he allowed? I don't know if you have it queued up. Kendrick Perkins, his rebuttal, his rebuttal to J.J. Redick was essentially, I'm not going to let you guys disrespect Joel Embiid and Giannis. Oh, yeah. No one's disrespecting Joel Embiid and Giannis. Who on earth has disrespected either of those players? Well, Redick said that, too. Remarkable he made, players. The, he made that point. But the second allegation and insinuation he made and I never, ever, guys, I never call for people's jobs. I never, you know, you, you get to say whatever you want. But the more I think about it, he crosses a line here. Because I have a lot of friends who are NBA MVP voters. And we disagree on a lot of things. We've disagreed. But for him to make this insinuation, see if you could cue that up, please, Marty. Where he states that 80% of MVP voters are white and then says, why do you think a white guy wins the vote? How... Dare he say that? Yeah. How? How is he allowed to say that? How are you allowed to say that? Well, that's not just disrespecting Jokic to a that's giant, di- that's massive di- degree. You're disrespecting the entire league, yeah. the entire... Where, where do you go from here? Maybe I'm off base. Listeners, help me out. Am I, am I naive here? No. Maybe it's me. It just feels to me like... Originally, Perk got hammered pretty hard for what he said, which is ironic, too, because I watched the interview that you had with Kendrick Perkins in Salt Lake City. And it, 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 what happened since oh, that interview? Right. What happened? What happened? Be, what happened between that Was he Saturday lying? Was he just making me? Was that an interview was he, play, was he just placating you? Uh, maybe, I, maybe it was. Maybe. I don't know. But then he, he completely changes his tune. And then we he could have said, you know what, guys, look. It came out wrong. It's not what I meant. I didn't mean it like this, this, that, you know, whatever. He just could have tempered things down. Instead, what he did was double down. And you know what? In all honesty, the four-letter probably should have nipped this in the bud right at the time. Yeah. Now they've drug it on another week, and there were definite hurt feelings inside of there. I will say this. 
I think that Purchase feels what he feels. And he's looking for things to try and back up what he feels. You, you can feel however a, you want. And absolutely. I have no problem. You know, absolutely. I, love, I love the debate of it. What I don't like is this. Here's what I don't like in this whole argument. I don't mind disagreeing with him on this. That's fine. I'm not. We disagree on this. You're wrong. I think you're wrong. I know Nicole Jokic better than you do, Perk. I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I know him every day. I know, I know who he is. I know what he's about. I know how he thinks. I know how he feels. I know him. You don't know him. So you've got to give me the benefit of the doubt on this. When you say, when he says to JJ, how do you know what he's feeling inside? Well, I happen to know him a lot more than you do. And I know that he doesn't go after triple doubles and go stat padding. I know he does. What bothers me about this argument is how come Kendrick Perkins is allowed to go on national television and make a racist comment like that. And if it's the other way around, JJ gets fired on the spot. Well, again, the way that I see this is Perkins doesn't have an actual argument that can be backed up. When he says something like that, it's hard to prove. It's really hard to prove. It's impossible to prove. When you say he's stat padding, can anybody definitively say yes or no? Like, Vic, you know Jokic really well. You have a really good sense of who Mm -hmm. he is as a basketball player, as a person, his mentality. Mm -hmm. You're pretty sure he's not stat padding. You can't say with yeah. 100% certainty, though. You can't do it. You know who I want to hear from in this? Following our program is Chris Dempsey, who I have all the respect in the world for. Mm-hmm. Chris Dempsey is a black man I can't walk in his shoes. Mm-hmm. He has faced racism. He's talked about it. When he played basketball with Mombello, he's told me some stories. I can't wait to hear Chris Dempsey's reaction to this. I cannot wait for those words to be played, the what, what Kendrick Perkins said, the allegations he made toward the voters, and I want to hear what Chris Dempsey says well, about it. I heard that. the last time these went down right after us, and it was incredible perspective on this because, again, what happens now is you aren't talking about basketball anymore. And that's the sad part. And again, whenever this gets brought up, I always look through the lens of Nikola Jokic and say, what the hell would I be doing in the middle of this? And the answer is nothing. You can't do anything about that. But I don't think he wants to be involved in it at all. And we talk about stat pad. <laughs> the stat padding thing should have been put to bed last night, shouldn't it? Well, he finished with when, nine assists on the night. He could have gotten s- it. Six players yeah. took more shots than Nikola Jokic, yep. and he finished an assist shy of a triple-double. And who had the ball at the end of the game in his hands with an opportunity to, if you want to dish it off to somebody and make a play and get your triple-double, you could have, who's more concerned about the win, about the W. That's why I hate stuff like this. It's all of the, I don't have actual factual data, so let me go to these different things, and then it just becomes a debate with no answer. Somebody on the text line, I I keep reading this stuff about how ESPN pushes the narrative. And and I'm not going to blame ESPN. There's nobody at ESPN on the phone with Kendrick Perkins saying, hey, Kendrick, I have an idea. No. Nobody's doing that, folks. Trust me. Nobody's doing that, okay? This is, he's doing this under his own volition. This is his choice to say what he wants to say. What's scary is that he may not be the only voice that thinks that way. And that's sad. That's a sad testament to where we are. Well, Vic, he, he insinuated last week that there were a lot of people, well, not, I'm going to say a lot, there were other people around the league who felt the same way he did. Kendrick Perkins insinuated that last week. And we we played, or actually we were listening in, I think, when he said it. 
And we at the time said, well, that's that's true. That's really sad. You know, it's 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 unnecessary. But he insinuated that 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 other people felt the same way he did. And I just I know I keep jumping back and forth on the two arguments that he wants to make. But the stat petting one is just so funny to me because he brought up Giannis, right? Giannis had his triple double rescinded from the other night because that that last rebound that he got from just end of game, he threw it up against the backboard and caught it. And so was a rebound. The NBA took that away. He didn't he doesn't get the triple double. And he goes, see, there is stat padding. And I go, find me the Jokic one. Find me the Jokic one that looked like yeah, that he then. He thinks he won the argument there. That's yeah. what's weird about it. It's like, uh, like th- this guy stat padded, so now all so now the people means, stat pad. So look, hey guys, Giannis is stat padding. That means I win. That means Joker stat padding. Um, no. It's not what he it goes, means. And, and let's be honest. Is it easier to stat pad points or assists? Points. You don't think when Embiid has 36 and he runs into three different dudes on a drive to the lane knowing he'll get to the free throw line, there's something extra to it? Mm-hmm. Like, there are so many examples of points that you can you can go to stat padding with. I just I mm. continue to get blown away that he's sticking by this and doubling down on both of those arguments. Uh, 303-504-0925. So, again, big game for the Avs tonight. It's against a bad opponent, Moj. Hopefully they can take care of business in a pretty easy way. I, I easy? certainly hope so. We, I guess we can talk more about it on the other side. The Avs have had their way with San Jose recently. And if you bring in a Sharks team that, that won against Winnipeg last night in overtime, but you bring them in in the back-to-back. By the way, Kendrick Perkins is a voter. Oh, yep. I know. He said he had a vote. Mm-hmm. Last week he told us he had a vote. The Avs have uh, overall, the Avs are 7-1-0 in their last eight against San Jose. And they've won all, uh, they've won the last seven played against the Sharks at Ball Arena. Outscoring them 31-10. So they've got a lot going in their favor. Sure. Including motivation from their coach, if you heard Jared Bednar this morning. And again, I'll go back to this, Vic. We're fortunate. Coach Bednar lays it on the line to us every Tuesday. Yeah, if you guys missed it from he earlier, was angry. we'll run back the audio. Just the initial comments from him because he was pissed about how the last three games have gone. We'll get to all that next. Sharks, only on Altitude Sports, your TV home of the Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> Motion Lombardi and Kane, presented by Barstool Sportsbook at Ameristar Casino Blackhawk. Here's Vic, Mark, and Brett. Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. You can send me the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Mojo Lombardi, and Kane is where you can find it. Uh, big game tonight, which you can hear right here, Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. The Avs and the Sharks need this one tonight. Need it after Must. three straight L's. And you want to know who was uh, maybe most upset? Vic took copious notes this morning on coach. I did. Well... Uh, if you guys missed it, we talked to Jared Bednar at 8 o'clock this morning, and I just asked him, what did you think about the games over the weekend? And here was his response. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I didn't like the game at all. I thought we were terrible again. We played I did. Our weekend was not up to our standard. It would look like we lacked energy. The, the defending details and the management of the puck cost us in all three games, you know, and um, certainly the Seattle game was better. 
Um, I thought we had some guys that had tough nights. So, um, you know, Gorgiev was our best player, I'd say, by a country mile. And uh, the penalty kill did a nice job kind of keeping us in that game. But, it like, it just wasn't where we needed to be this this whole entire uh, weekend. And, and hence, we lose all three games. It's, it's going to get tough here. Like, the games are tough. And you have to you have to expect to be on top of your game if you want to win the two points. He's right about that. He was pissed. Yeah. He was Not pissed happy. talking about the weekend. And, look, they didn't play well. I mean, you go back. Seattle was a different game. Mostly didn't play awful against Seattle, but that was one that you felt like you should have had and you gave it up. You go back to Dallas. Dallas was a mess. Game before that against uh, Jersey, right? Jersey, that was a mess. They need to get back to playing more sound, inconsistent hockey. You felt good after they won six in a row and 12 of 16, right? You're feeling pretty good. Hey, things are going good. And that was even after you... You know, a game like Edmonton where you didn't play well in that game, but you just fought your way back well, to get a W. because you had the firepower to come back and get the dub, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you, you get one point in three games. You get one out of six points. You're like, Whoa. Because now, again, it becomes a game of play catch up a little bit. Sure. I mean, you can still set your sights on Dallas because you've got three games in hand. You're seven points back, but that you get those six points, then... You know, you're one point back with the same amount of games played, but you got thumped by Dallas, so that hurts even more. But again, you still control a lot in your own in your own hands. Now, let me give you a couple things here that may give you a little perspective going into tonight and the Avs' ability to turn things around. Alexander Georgiev at his last 14 starts for the Avalanche, he's gotten points in 12 of them. Not always the win, but he's gotten points in 12 of his last 14 starts. Nathan McKinnon right now. Has 11 goals in his last 11 games. That's insane. Held the one shot on goal the other night against Seattle, but he scored. Last time he didn't have a shot on goal was last March 18th. Wait. Almost a year ago. A year ago? At San Jose. Hmm. Valnichuskin has run his point streak to seven games. He's got nine points in his last seven. That ties his personal best for the third time. Yeah, I'm waiting for Val to do that breakout thing. He started the year so well after getting that big contract and a couple of injuries, and he hasn't quite looked the same. He has not looked the same. He's sort of been nursing things along, getting in the lineup, but sort of nursing it along. He's not the same powerful guy all the time, although he is collecting points. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he's 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 active. He's being effective for the most part, but he's, he doesn't look like Val. These injuries yeah. have been nagging at him, so he doesn't take most practice days. He doesn't take most uh, most most morning skates either. We asked uh, Coach Bednar about the status long term of EJ, Gabriel Landeskog, Frankie, who am I missing? Josh Manson, and of those four players, he said, "Listen, we're talking weeks here. Mm-hmm. Now weeks for each player can differ, but they've got weeks before they're back in the line. There's only five weeks left in the regular season. Yeah. So when when he says weeks plural." And here's here's exactly how he said it, just so we don't misquote. Gabe, uh, Frankie, how's it look? Well, no, yeah, Gabe is making uh, good progress. So is EJ uh, making good progress. Still no timetable on either one of those guys. Frank Hughes is kind of slow moving. Like we were hoping that he was going to be back in the lineup by this point, but that's been a much slower process than, than um, what we first thought it would be. Um so he's still a ways out. 
and uh, Manson obviously re-aggravated uh, his injury, and he's out. I don't have a timetable on him. I wish I did, you guys, but all four of those guys are, like, out, you know, I'd say it's weeks. Um, and then Helm is, is making good progress, so he is actually going to join the team. Uh, all those guys really are at the point where they're going to get on the ice, and Helm's been on the ice, and he's going to join the team today and start skating with the group, and hopefully that goes smoothly and we can start working them back to return to play. Such so positive. especially. I mean, you look at Manson. EJ back on the ice. Gabe's on the ice. If he included Manson in getting on the ice, that's good. He aggravated what he had before, but it, it it's probably more annoying than it is a long-term concern. Does that make sense, Kaner? Yeah. It's probably more annoying and painful than it is, oh, God, he could miss everything. Sure. Yeah, we'll see, hey, we'll see you in September. No, it's not that. And so none of these guys are that right now. So until I hear that that's the case, I'm going to keep a positive mindset. And again, you have a real opportunity here with these three home games. San Jose tonight in the back-to-back for them. L.A. coming up on Wednesday, or excuse me, Thursday. And then Arizona on Saturday. Take care. And Coach made it clear, hey, look, we're at home. We're at home. We should go on out and play in front of our hometown crowd like we should. Sure. They have not played Avalanche hockey the last three games. That's the most bizarre part maybe of this season for the Evs. And I know, most there's been 18 different things that have been wrapped up into one to why they've been underwhelming, I guess, is the best way to put it this year. The home record, though, is the one that's really, really odd to me. It's that they were nails at home last year. Like, you would not beat the Avs if you played at Ball Arena. And now, like, the Nuggets are, what, 30 and 4, right? 30 and 4 at home. What's the Avs record at home this season? 16, 10, and 5. So we're talking basically 500 as far as end results of games is well, what they are now. I'll, t- I'll tell you what's interesting when I look at the rest of the, the teams in the playoffs in the West. Edmonton, also better on the road than at home. Dallas, same wins home and road. LA Kings, a little bit better at home. Seattle, way better on the road than at home. What the hell's going on here? I don't know. So about half the teams are either 500 or below in terms of road to home. I don't know, hmm. you know, which is why it goes back to, I, I, there are certain matchups I don't want to see in the first round. I mean, you, you don't want to go against Dallas in the first round, do you? Not during all that kind of thing? No. Hell no. Okay. That goalie scares me. Yeah, me too. But at the same time, hey, man, you went 16-4 and four last year in the postseason. You dominated on the road. This team doesn't mind playing away from Ball Arena at all. At all. Mm-hmm. Playoffs or no playoffs. So, go get them. I just, um, it's hard for me to get a real sense of what to expect from the Avs with all of the missing. Like, he did say in the middle of that injury report that Helm is with the team right now, right? Yeah. So, I don't know if that means he's going to play anytime soon, soon, but... Um, he always says, Coach always says something every week. I'm like, that's a great quip. Remember he said convenient competitors that mm-hmm. one time? He always has, he said something today, and I forget what it was. I should have been like Vic and taken copious notes. But he said something very interesting today, but he also talked about, look, there are times when we battle and we win puck battles. It hasn't been enough lately, but we do it. And then you know what we do with the puck? We give it right back. Yeah. 
to the opposition. And then we spend more time in our zone. They have not taken care of the puck. And I brought that up with Riker early in the Seattle game. And I, I put in layman's terms. I'm like, you need to pretend the puck is your baby. This is my baby. Right, Brett? You take care of your little Jamal mm-hmm. Kale, right? You, it's, my, it's my snuffle. Yeah. My little snuffy. I got to take care of her. Pretend the puck is your snuffy. Take care of that baby. Yeah, they've been. Maybe- you, wouldn't, you wouldn't throw your baby up the middle of the ice to the blue line, would you? <laughs> Vic? As long as it's tape to tape. Tape to tape? If your baby was tape to tape, would you throw your baby up the middle of the ice? <laughs> it depends on which way you threw. Would, would, you, would you throw your baby across the top of your own crease to a guy on the other side? With a, with a guy charging down the slot? Is, if there's hang a on, soft, hang on. No, no, no. Marty, grab whatever he said. I need to make that a poll question word for word. That question right there is going up at Brett Kane Radio. <laughs> at Brett Kane Radio. Would you, there was something about. Would you throw your baby up the middle of the ice? Hang on. Marty's got it right here. I need to hear it. I need to hear this. Middle of the ice, a guy bearing down on you in the slot. There was something like that that's going to go up to a poll question here. Um, yeah, they've been. Maybe- you wouldn't. You wouldn't throw your baby up the middle of the ice to the blue line, would you, <laughs> Vic? As long as it's tape to tape. Right, tape to on. tape. If hang your on. baby was tape to tape, would you throw your baby up the middle of the ice? <laughs> it depends on which way you threw. I, this, I don't understand no, this the one, argument. The one right after that's the one I want. That's the one I want. Would you? Would you throw your hang baby on. across the top of your own crease to a guy on the other side, with a, with a guy charging down the slot? Is if there's. Would you throw your baby across the top of your own crease? To a guy on the other side. What, what, what do you mean? What is I'm the saying protect the puck if you're the avalanche. Protect the puck like it's your baby. That's what I said. How do you not understand it? That's the that's that's the, something that you. They haven't read. been crisp at all this so, year. These are the words that coach. As I took. Those well, he said he notes. said hope plays. You know, there's okay, a lot ready? of hope plays going on. Here's what he said. I I wrote down everything he said, and you tell me what he meant. Go deeper on all of these. Ready? Number Go one. Deep. Way too many turnovers. That's obvious. Not taking care of the young. Absolutely. Number two, the no communication on the ice. Nope, they're not talking to each other. Hey, here. That, that, Why? That, that. Does that have to do with a whole bunch of guys playing, like every night you're playing with a different guy? No, not at all. Okay. It's just you're, you're in some doldrums right now. Keep going. Number three. We, oh, oh, time out. Have you ever seen like three Nuggets defensive sequences in a row where nobody's talking to anybody? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, hey, you got the switch and the joker gets sure. pissed coming off the floor. Hey man, I I told you to switch but you didn't even say anything, you know this kind of thing. Next or one. let me know. We don't skate with the puck. No, they're throwing hope plays. They're they're just throwing the puck around the ice. They're not using their legs to get themselves out of trouble and create. That, that's that connotes laziness basically. Yeah, lack of focus, lack of energy, lack of well, yeah, well, you just throw it up there rather than carry yeah, it. Up absolutely. There. We're not moving our feet. That coincides. We played terrible. <laughs> speaks for itself <laughs> force people to come. You anything else on that yeah. one motion force nope. people to come and check you yeah that's using your legs force people to come and get you take them out of their comfort zone make them move and when you make them move you have the opportunity with your awesome skating team to make things happen create that oomph check me that too dude this poll question is one of my favorites that i've ever put out i swear to god i love this so much what is it? At Brett Kane Radio, would you throw your baby across the top of your own crease to a guy on the other side with a guy charging down the slot? <laughs> would, you, would you do that? Okay. Yes or no? 
Let me search for you here real quick. <laughs> Just baby up. Jamal Kale going across the top of the slot, and I got a guy or a, a, a top of the crease, and a guy's charging down the slot. What'd I do it? 75% have already voted yes. Well, it's been about two seconds, so expecting more. Uh, three how could you how could you take your baby and say, you know what? I don't care if my baby gets redirected past Gordon, you know, Georgie. <laughs> How could you do that? I don't care if my baby gets picked off in the low slot and then fired top shelf. <laughs> Make the puck your baby. Oh, I want like eight different poll questions that have to do with that. You're, just you're, with the baby being the puck. I just want you're that. You're a weirdie. I don't want my baby getting redirected past Georgie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want my baby going five hole. My baby came out five hole. My baby ain't going in five hole. That's what one of our female listeners said. A guy charging down the slot is how I ended up with a baby. So, oh, gee, uh, oh God. Oh, what, Marty? Please. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Come on, Martin. Here's a line. Uh, The nose are starting to play catch up. You got 57 votes so far. So the nose are starting to catch up. That's good. All right. uh, By the way, you know what I noticed in the uh, Nuggets game? It wasn't this last game, Vic, but it was the game before that. So they call a timeout, and they're getting ready to drop a play. Mm-hmm. And Jokic is grabbing the whiteboard. Yeah, he's doing a lot more than that. And lately. he's like, coaches, get away from me. I'm going to start to draw things up here. So from what I understand, he's just drawing up defensive sets. That's sure. not an offensive play. Offering suggestions of where guys should rotate, how they should play certain players. You know, And, and I want to give credit to Michael Malone last night as well. We all mentioned the play at the end of the game in which Joker purposely fouled Jakob Pertl with under 30 seconds to play. Fouled him. Nuggets led at the time. Figured, come on, you're up by four. Yeah. What are you doing? Well, foul him. Screw it. Make him go to the foul line. The guy can't shoot free throws. It was brilliant in the moment because he missed both free throws. That play was not just Joker's idea. He and Malone had thought about that earlier, and they they put that into effect at that point. That's why he went with it. What do you, what do, you do with this? He's like a little triangle yeah, thing. Yeah, like a triangle thing. He's like, triangle, that means foul Pirtle, oh. the big Australian goofy-looking son of a gun. Yeah, Pirtle, um, what does he shoot on the year? I have 56.5% And by the way, the, the, the foul has to occur within, it has to occur within the concept of a play. Yeah. You, can't, you can't just go out and foul somebody at the top of the key without him being involved in the play. So Otherwise, it was, a, it was an absolute gift that Pirtle came into to the offensive zone for him. Trying to set a pick. Into the front court, and he tried to set a pick, and Joker's like, hell yeah, well, give me some of that, Pirtle. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, Pirtle's trying to make a basketball play. Foul. Loved it. Clang one, clang two. Those are the types of things that you talk about all the time, Vic, of that's just how you win games. Like, you win games by being smart in those moments. Mm -hmm. And the Nuggets, there's a reason why they are the NBA leading clutch defense this season. With under two minutes to go, 
That defense is as good as it gets in the entire NBA. They give up two points in the final 230 of that game to make that massive comeback. And one other thing, Pirtle. What are we doing with this spelling here? What is that? Where's where's an R sound come out of P-O-E-L-T-L? Is he Finnish? He's Australian. He's Australian? I think he is. No, he's, he's from Austria. Austria. Austrian, that's what oh, he is. Austrian, They're right, They are right next to each other. Oh, Cremity. Austrian, that's what it was. I remember he was from some A country. I remember that. I don't Al- like Alamosa? that. Alamosa? He's from Alamosa. He's from well, v- actually, he's from Vienna. Vic, wow. Vic, what would have gone on if he came over to Ellis Island back in the day? Pirtle turns into, now you're just Pult. No, I'm sure Pirtle, <laughs> I'm sure Pirtle was a much longer. Yeah. No, it's P-E-R-T-E-L, Pirtle. Yes. Or P-E-R-T-L-E. Are really going to do this phonetically or I'm going to change your last name entirely? You you're choose, buddy. Puddle. You choose. You go and Puddle. Puddle. Puddle sounds uh, just right, okay? There's you no R. He's, he's actually got pretty decent. He's a decent touch player. Touch around the, around the hoop. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a decent player. Yeah, he can float him. He's, he's got, I mean, inside 10 feet, he's pretty He's pretty effective. Yeah, they, um, it was weird to see Will Barton again, by the way. I know he played earlier when he was with Washington, but Barton came in, he had, what, 11 minutes in that game? Um, I still think back to the playoff teams that you had and the key pieces of those playoff teams over the last couple of years being, okay, Jokic obviously is one, and then you had Barton, Faku, Austin Rivers, you know what I mean? It's just insane to think about what you were dealing with at that time compared to what you have now, which is a full stable of players, knock on wood, where guys like MPJ can hit clutch threes at the end of games. Jamal going nuts. Um, it gives you such confidence I moving still, forward. I still have a little worry at times about that bench. That's all. And Bruce had a tough night last night. Reggie overall didn't shoot well, but he did have those three threes that were critical. Mm. Yeah, you know what's bothering me, Vic, and just just quickly here? Bruce Brown, whenever he did that, like, running floater, used to be money. And now it's missing, like, it a lot. It comes and goes. Like, everybody was so concerned about Reggie Jackson out of the gate. He was 0 for 7 against Memphis. Well, he sort of found his stride. It takes a little time, fellas. Yeah. Let's give him a little time. I understand the second unit. It's not where you want it to be. I think calm down on that. These are veteran players. They'll figure it out. I don't like this. As we get the break. Right now on your little Polsky, mm-hmm. 53% of the respondents say they would throw their baby across the top of the crease with a guy charging <laughs> down the slot. Those people either don't have kids uh-huh. or they just want to see their baby redirected. Somebody said, I would... <laughs> I would throw my baby over to McCarr, a hundred mile an hour top cheddar, is what he said. Uh, yeah, he could go bar down with my baby, but that's it. Fact checker next. Come on, man. I understand Miko's been frustrated, frankly. Andy Lindahl. I get it. You are not as good a team when Miko Rontanen is not on the ice, period. Dude, we all love you. You got to quit talking to the refs. Kreckman and Lindahl. Today at 3, Altitude Sports Radio. 901020 with Michael Malone, who joins Dempsey and Company, and Reggie Jackson will be on with PhD at 145 today. I like that. Hey, um, here's something for Vic. This will end the show for him on a high positive note. PGA Tour says Netflix full swing is coming back for season two. You uh you excited about that there, uh, Pork Rind? I am. 
I, I couldn't get through the end of, of episode one because of all the Thomas and Spieth stuff. I got tired of it. I haven't watched this yet. I heard it's great. It's awesome. You're a golf fan. You want to know about the personalities behind is this, the game? Is this the kind of show that even if you're not super into golf, you'd be into it? Or you have to be like kind you, of in? You will love Tony Finau more than you already do. What I'm asking is, if you're like a very casual golf fan. Yes. Is it's that made for, It's okay. made for casual golf fans. Gotcha. It's made for guys like you. In fact, you and your wife would love watching it together. What's interesting is that it's probably smarter than PGA Tour's part because the Avs had a thing on, on Ball Arena Vision the other night. Asking the players, Formula One or NASCAR? Curtis McDermott's the only one that said NASCAR. And every other guy said, well, I kind of got into Formula One by watching the show show on Netflix. They all thought it was kind of cool. I mean, every guy asked. I I think every one of them that picked Formula One mentioned that show. Um, By the way, Vic, you had uh, a stat, or not a stat. I got some numbers. I just numbers you want to get to. I've been digging into these since we heard the J.J. Kendrick Perkins stuff. But let's hear what Perkins said earlier on First Take today. One more time. Go ahead, Marty. This idea that Dirk and Steve Nash were uh, favored to win the MVP because they're white. Um, First of all, you stop short at 1990. That was your cutoff point for players to win MVP not in the top 10 in points per game, which is a stupid stat to judge MVP on. This isn't middle school. <laughs> 1990, Magic won it in 89. Magic won it 87. Magic won it. So he goes on and gives the numbers there, but Perkins made a specific allegation, and here's what it was. We don't know. We don't know, but we do know this. Since you do want to bring it up, we do know this, that when it comes to MVP voting, when it comes to MVP voting, 80% of the MV, of the voters are, are white American. 20% are others. I know that stat. Stephen if you want to talk about advanced stat, I do know that one. Now let's talk about this year. And let's talk about the stat pattern. What I said. Okay, stop there. By the way, he said this year is what he said this year at the very end. There's some people that he cursed. Nope, this year. Vic, your, uh, your stats, your numbers. Go ahead. Talking to Barkley, trying to get Barkley lined up here. Okay. He insinuated there that MVP voters make their votes and racially are swayed by their votes. That's what he insinuated. That was the implication. That's that's the implication, right? 70% of the voters are white, which is not true, by the way. said 80%, by the way. 80%, which is not true. It's not. I just went through the voting list. There's 100 voters. That's the implication and insinuation he made. So then are we to believe that, Kendrick Perkins, you're a voter? So is that how you vote then? Because you voted for Joel Embiid last year. I'm looking at your vote right here. It's right in front of me. Mm -hmm. So since you made the allegation that that's how people vote, is that how you vote? Who do you vote for the year before? The first? He didn't have a vote the year before. Oh, he didn't? Okay. Uh -uh. But I can tell you this. Tim Reynolds writes for the AP. White guy. Mm -hmm. His votes last year? Joel Embiid, number one. Giannis, number two. Joko's number three. The year before that, Joko's also number three on his ballot. Didn't Ramona Shelburne Ramona vote for Shelburne. Embiid? Last year, Steph Curry, number one. Joel Embiid, number two. Joker, number three. Dave McMiniman. Last year, the year before last, Chris Paul was his MVP vote. Last year, it was Joel Embiid. He's a white guy. It's just an insult. It's offensive. It's insulting to those people who watch the game 
put the work in to watch the game. This is their opinion too, you know. Yeah. They have they have a right for an opinion. So you're insinuating that those people, you're casting them in that same lot that they're voting by race. Not to mention, you say it's an insult to them. It's an insult to a whole bunch of people. And it's especially an insult to Joker to say that the only reason he gains the accolades that he gains is because of that is also a massive insult to him and his game. And that's why I've always kind of waited. Is there anybody, and I would be willing to hear a case, Vic, I'm much like you. I don't much care if Jokic wins another MVP. I think it'd be really cool to be in history as one of the, what, is it three? Or if he joined, would it be four? It'd be Kareem, Kareem Wilt. And Bird. Larry Bird and Joker. That'd be it, I think. It'd be really cool to be in history, to be named along those kinds of people. But if somebody could make an argument that has nothing to do with this opinion-based stuff and more of, here's some data that backs up what I'm talking about, I'd be all ears. Again, if, if they even said this, I'm tired of voting for him. Fine. Be, be tired. Hey, let's I, get, I, I, Charles is ready to go. Okay. You want now? Yeah. Okay. So we'll call Charles Barkley here. We'll have him uh, talk about this. I know we're getting towards the end of the show. Marty, let's apologize to Dempsey if we yeah. had a run over yeah, a couple of minutes. we're going to have to run over his show a little bit. Charles Barkley's going to join us right now. Got to get his thoughts on this. Yep. Uh, Barkley's going to join us now as, uh, I'm assuming, talking about this, Vic. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, Kendrick Perkins, who, if you guys were listening earlier, is on first take. We kind of did a live listen into the discussion. He went back and forth with J.J. Reddick. J.J., by the way, was not having that discussion at all. He was uh, <laughs> have that sound by Ready Marty, by the way, because I want him to hear it in case the eighty percent, yeah, the yeah. the eighty percent one. So we'll have that ready. JJ was just here trying to poke holes in every single yeah. argument. We got him now, though, Vic. Go ahead. Charles Barkley joins us on Altitude Sports Radio ninety two five. Chuck, uh, very late notice, man. I appreciate you getting back to me. Um, did you happen to watch the first take debate with Kendrick Perkins and JJ Reddick just now? Uh, I did not. I got a life. <laughs> no, I got a life. I don't sit around and watch television, brother. Well, good, because you make your life in television, and that means that most people watch you. That Should they not watch yeah, you? No, then? no, that's different. That's, that's different than watching games Yeah, than watching all that other silliness. Go ahead, brother. What's happening? Well, here's the insinuation. Kendrick Perkins is making an insinuation that, that Joker's getting the MVPs because the voters like him and the voters – are mostly white. That's what he said. I mean, l- listen to this soundbite right here. Here's what he said in case you missed it. We don't know, but we do know this. Since you do want to bring it up, we do know this, that when it comes to MVP voting, when it comes to MVP voting, 80% of the MV- of the voters are, are white American. 20% are others. I know that stat. Stephen all right. Uh, listen, I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. Uh, what, what is your immediate response with that, there, Charles? <laughs> hey, man, I'm trying to work on my golf game. Y'all bringing me on on radio to talk about stupid stuff? Uh, come on, man. I'm working on my face. I'm trying to learn how to hit a cut and a hook today. I'm working uh-huh. out today on fade to the hooks. Okay. Uh, you know what? That's uh, asinine and silly. Uh, asinine, silly, and stupid. Pick one of the words, yeah. whatever one you want. Hey, man, uh, listen, 
Uh, Joker has won two MVPs, well-deserved. Him, him, Giannis, and Joel are battling for the third one this year. Mm-hmm. Going to go down to the wire. You know, one of the things that's silly about ESPN at times, they do this silly debate uh, every year about the MVP. Going back to even when I played, the MVP has never, quote, unquote, quote, went. They, they did it a lot with LeBron, mm-hmm. which makes me laugh, too. The MVP, because Derrick Rose won it. He deserved it. Kevin Durant won it. He deserved it. Uh, you know, and so it's, it's a regular season award. It ain't who the best player is. It's who had the best regular season. Yeah. But, but every year, every year ESPN get these fools on radio and TV talk about who's the best player. Well, listen. I actually, Michael Jordan probably was the best player in the NBA for probably five years before he won an MVP because his team wasn't no good. So they have these silly things every year, and it's it's really just that's the silliness of these morning uh, talk shows because, like I say, everybody in the NBA knew Michael Jordan was the best player for five years before he won MVP. Everybody know Kobe Bryant was a better player than Steve Nash, but the Suns had the best record in the NBA mm-hmm. the years that Steve Nash. So one of the reasons Joker is the front runner or, or one, whoever was in competition with him, they had a better regular season record. Uh, he had a better, I mean, he's been fantastic, but the notion that people are voting I mean, first of all, you probably can count the white guys on one hand who are won MVP. Yeah. I mean, think about in the last 30 years, I'll just pull that out. Sure. Other than Joker twice, Steve Nash twice, how many white guys actually won MVP? I can't think of it right now. But Dirk, who else? Dirk, 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 yeah, Dirk, Dirk had one right after Steve yeah, Nash. Dirk Nowitzki. And, and by the way, I dis, uh, you know Nash won two in a row. I don't think Nash deserved two in a row, personally. I don't think he did. He won two in a row, well, but I don't think he was the best player in the game two years in a row in the regular season. It, it, it wasn't about the best player. It was the best who had the best regular season. Then the, the Phoenix Suns had the best record in the NBA those two years. And you reward winning when you're voting for that. Even though Shaq and Kobe might have been better players, what were their seedings? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when Steve won back-to-back, I'm pretty sure the Suns had the best regular season record both of those years. But to get back, Vic, the point I was making, you name me five white guys who won MVP yeah. out of the last 30 years. Okay, but then why in the hell is Perkins? What is going on here? Why are we going down this damn road? I mean, you know what? You you know full well, Chuck. You were at All Star Weekend. This dude, Joker, he don't even care about the award. He doesn't care, man. And hey, hey, and I'm pretty sure he don't give a damn about these idiots on TV talking about him either. You're right. Uh, if I know the Joker, what time is it in Denver right now? 10 a.m. Well, he probably just getting out of bed. He got a good night's sleep. The Nuggets, you know, they they uh, they won a tough game last night. Uh, he's probably they Mike Malone probably should have gave him the day off and let him sleep in the day after that game. Yeah. 
So, man, I'm pretty sure he's not in for all this silliness. Hey, man, like I say, you can't tell me because the numbers don't make sense. If he, even if you want to do see, I, I, first of all, he does he know how many voters there are who are white actually, or he just pulled eighty percent out of his ass? Yeah, he did. He did because yeah, it's not eighty percent. It's yeah. not eighty percent. It's more like sixty-eight percent. But my point is, if only five white guys have won MVP in the last thirty years, that makes zero sense. His argument. Zero cents. Because if that was the case, we'd have a lot more white MVPs if white guys or girls, ladies, excuse me, I don't want to leave them out. If they're only going to vote for white guys for MVP, wouldn't the numbers be like instead of six out of six out of the last 30, wouldn't the numbers be like way, way worse? Yeah, you would think they would, Chuck. And and we'll let you go here before too long. And I told Vic this morning, I'm like, we got to get Chuck back on before the playoffs begin. So we're gonna we're gonna hold you. Hey, y'all. Hey, let me just tell you something. Y'all better not make me look bad. I got y'all picked coming out the west. He's the only guy. He had the Nuggets as the number one record in the West back in October. And Chuck, we're sitting here right now. The Denver Nuggets. I mean, they're they're 46 and 19, 30 and four at home. So you're the only one who predicted that. We'll get you back on. We'll give you all the love. I promise. But last thing here. I mean, I, I just think Perk last week had a chance, and, and you, you've had me a Copas on your show before. I've seen you like, you know what? I was wrong about that. That was, you know, that, hey, let's move on, whatever. And this guy just keeps doubling yeah, yeah, down yeah, and doubling this, down. This, no, no, but see, this crossed the line, in my opinion, because I, I actually saw, I heard about it last week, mm-hmm. and I'm, re- and let me tell you something. I, I'm glad JJ Watt, not JJ Watt. I'm sorry. Yeah, J.J. Watt, I'm kicking your ass. You keep calling me to play golf. Hey, he's been calling me to play golf. I've been I've been busy with Mars Madness, but J.J. Watt, I want all your smoke because you overrated as a golfer, brother. You I've overrated. seen the swing. You're right. Yes, but let me tell you something about J.J. J.J. is the only person who challenged Perk last week. I'm glad he did because when I first heard it, I said, man, this has got to be one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. Because like you say, yeah, Shaq and Kobe, Miss Fox, Shaq can't stand the fact that Steve Nash won two MVPs. And I told him, I said, Shaq, he was better during the regular season than you. And you can get mad. Yeah, was he a better player than Steve Nash? Yes. But I said, guys, I played with the great Michael Jordan. He, if you want to go, I won MVP over him. Was I a better player? No. But that year, my Phoenix Suns had the best record in the NBA. And I deserved an MVP. Carl Malone, even though uh, Michael beat them in the finals. Uh, Carl, the Jazz had the home court in the finals. So I hate this silly argument that we have every year because it does, uh, it's it's disingenuous. Mm -hmm. It's wrong. It's wrong. But you know, I always talk about ESPN disease. A lot of these guys, when they get on TV, instead of they're like, "Well, I'm on ESPN. I got to say, I got to say something provocative." And you know the thing about it, you're always gonna get some fools out there. You guys probably got some fools calling in agreeing yeah, with him. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, so that that's the thing that bothers me at times. Like, I can promise you, this, I've never said anything on television. Just to get clicks, that don't mean I've been right or wrong, whatever. But I've never said something. I'm like, well, I know people going to react and go crazy 
let me say this, and this is what bothers me also. Man, race is such a touchy subject. Yeah. Because very few people have a pure heart is what I call it. We can talk about race as much as you want to, as long as you're going to be fair and honest. But to slander this man in this situation is just total BS. That guy, if you can't – listen, I hate to say this, man, because I'm going to regret it. Because uh, he's one of my favorite players, Russell Westbrook is. Mm-hmm. I admire that guy because I told you, him and Giannis are the two hardest-working NBA players I've ever seen in my entire life. They, Them guys give maximum effort every single night. But I will say this. There were times – when Russell's were chat chase, uh, stat chasing, there was time when guys would let the ball bounce three times and let him get rebounds. And I hate to say that because Russell one of my favorite people, players ever, and I hate to say that, but he was chasing stats. I've never seen the Joker chase stats. I've never seen Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray get out the way and let Joker get rebounds. He'd be offended. So, He'd be offended. So, like I say, I hate saying that about Russell because because he's one of my favorite players mm-hmm. of all time. But there were times when I saw them just block out that man and let the ball bounce three times and Russell get it, and they counted as a rebound. Hey, and let me tell you something. Another, and, and the other guy I said was my favorite player to watch. He tried to do some stupid silliness the other day to get a triple-double. Yeah, he did. He did. And, and and let me tell you something. I I was offended because I like the kid so much, but that's state that's stat chasing. I've never seen Joker do anything like that. But I'm gonna say this: whether it's right or wrong, just same way it is with Charles Barkley. The, he he's got to at least get to the finals. Yeah, to, to, he's got to at least get to the finals. You know, I know my year that I won MVP, I knew I had to at least get to the finals. So if he wins another MVP and don't get to get to the finals, people are going to hold that against him. And they should. And simple. You're right. And they should. Totally accountable. Listen, Chuck, we called but you this, late. Let me tell you something. Yeah. This is, this is y'all best team. My fault. I don't know. I, I don't know who y'all general manager is. But Kelvin, let me tell you something. Kelvin, Kelvin Booth. Well, Kevin Booth uh, has done a fabulous job. Y'all bench going out, getting Brown, KCP. Uh, I really like it. Uh, Bryant might be able to help, but this is. But I, I, I've said this before. I'm not just saying it right now. The key is going to be Jamal Murray. He's got because Aaron Gordon. I don't want to leave him out. He's had a fabulous year. I love what he does. How him and uh, Joker got the great chemistry. But there's going to be times where you need Jamal Burris. Hey, Jamal, we need a basket. Mm-hmm. You are best one-on-one player. Get me a basket. Exactly. If Jamal, if Jamal Murray plays great, the Denver Nuggets are going to the finals. You're the man, Chuck. Late notice. You joined us. You brought it. And if you want to hit a, um, a fade, just swing across your body, bro. Come on. Swing across your body. The ball will fade. Well, See, you sound like you're trying to hit a slice. So so a slice and a cut are different things, just like a draw and a hook. 
my teacher's trying to teach me that. He says, because, <laughs> you know, a slice, and a, a slice and a cut ain't the same thing, Vic. And a hook and a draw ain't the same thing. I'm trying to get ready, man. I'm trying to get ready for summer. All for of, what? I got, I'm ready for March Madness. Oh, it, oh. it starts this weekend. But I'm working on hooks and slices today, brother. Right. You're the man. We'll play this summer, all right, man? I'll, I'll show you how you hit a hook. Thank I'll you, Chad. You Congratulations on Sean Payton, too, man. He's a friend of mine. He's going to do great there. Good to hear, man. Chuck, Chuck you're Chuck. the best. All right. Charles oh, Barkley. Thanks for having me. Thank Have a you. Great day. You too. All right. The great Sir Charles Barkley. All right. We got to get out of here. We've had to get out of here. Sorry, Dempsey. You're coming up in a few minutes. Bye. Christopher's mad at us. Look at him. I don't blame him. Castle Rock Autoplex, your one stop for all the major truck brands and off-road vehicles under one roof. Ford, Chevy, GMC, and Ram. Test out your new vehicle on the awesome off-road track. Castle Rock Autoplex, home of the warranty forever and where a portion of every vehicle sold benefits Children's Hospital Colorado. Find your next new car, truck, or SUV today at Castle Rock Autoplex. Just a short drive south of Park Meadows on I-25 in Castle Rock and online at castlerockautoplex.com. The there's always time for the drive through deal. Because no matter how fast you are at making breakfast, McDonald's is fast.